Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanee. Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond listening to us on fantastic radio stations like Fox Sports Radio 1400, the Midlands Sports Radio 100.1, the Fan in Florence at 9.20 a.m. in Manning. Earlier today, we had a chance to catch up with our good buddy, Chris Landry. We've got that interview for you here on the show that shakes the Southland to kick things off this afternoon. And hanging out with us here on a Wednesday as he has throughout the summer, Chris Landry joins us, LandryFootball.com. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Lawton, it's it's all you, man. We're just uh, well, we're hoping for some good football. We are, by the way, just so excited to be having you aboard with we're with we're doing. And um, I don't know if you've had a chance, but I, I'm I'm gonna tell folks. I hope I'm not breaking news here, but uh, we're just so so thrilled and honored, and privileged to have you part of uh, doing uh, some ACC talk on an ACC show that we're going to be starting, I think, uh, I think mid, uh, mid July, July 19th. So uh, just uh, welcome aboard and uh, just so happy. It's just going to be a tremendous addition, but yeah, just uh, hoping that we've got some exciting football to talk about. Yeah, look, I'm with you 100%. Can't wait to be a part of it and get a chance to talk about the Atlantic Coast Conference. I've kind of done some shows like that in the past, and getting a chance to saddle up on it with you guys is going to be a lot of fun and, and looking forward to it. But, Chris, I you know I was on with Paul Feinbaum a couple of days ago and had a chance to be on a few other radio stations talking about uh, my take over the weekend, looking at the COVID-19 numbers from coast to coast, looking at what I've seen at Clemson. I've got major concerns about the start of the college football campaign. I thought by July the the tenor of these conversations would be much different. You've been uh, in those rooms before working at, during your time at LSU I mean, what, in your opinion, you know, being an expert in this field to a degree, what is the timeline? Like, when is there no turning back and college football's just got to be moved? Well, I think from a coaching standpoint, you, you know, really need a good six weeks to, to get ready. But, you know, in this era of we need to get a season in for financial reasons, they're going to have to adjust to whatever they need to adjust to. Um, so, I do think that we're kind of at that point. It's no longer March now where we can say, well, we right. hope maybe this stuff will be going to, you know, we're, we're now, uh, 
can't believe it's July 1st. I, I, you know, just unbelievable. The calendar says it. So we're kind of at that point now where um, if we start to, what, what I'm being told is, you know, backing it up a couple of weeks is doable. But from a coaching standpoint, it's complex. Everybody's going to have to deal with it. It's going to be tougher for new coaching staff, new schemes, a lot of different personnel, common sense. You don't have a spring to put all that together. You got to crunch that in. Um, I still think, you know, getting it in is the priority. It won't look, feel, sound the same, but I think getting there is what people want to do. And I don't have the answer, honestly. I, I, I don't know, and as I tell people, I'm not a political person, and I don't understand the science and the health part of it, meaning I understand what I'm being told like everybody else, and yet there's a lot of differing views on how you do it, um, how it's going to look, how, how you keep people healthy, how you avoid the problem, how you deal with it once they're there, and I'm more confused after hearing it because I think everybody's got their own game plan. I've said for a while, I think, not saying it's a good chance, but I think there's a better chance at the NFL with how they're organized and the 32 teams. I could see a scenario where you could quarantine teams, and obviously let players decide whether it works for them or not. But college is so much more complex on campuses. What's the different states and counties are going to allow for? How many people are on campus? Keeping college kids in an environment together and away from, um, you know, the SL club or anywhere else around the country. I mean, I I don't know where you – I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you deal with it. What I've tried to focus on is, look, I'm getting ready for a season, breaking down the personnel of the teams, but I have no idea – if it's going to be played, when it's going to be played, what the effect is. I, I, I just keep think, thinking about different things that maybe others don't. Well, I think You're it is going for, to be yeah. – yeah, I think when we look back on it, Chris, it's going to be considered the most unique time uh, in our lives in terms of you know just trying to cover college sports. Maybe not even covering it, but just trying to from that standpoint. I don't think there's any doubt about it because how do you really know? And, and everybody, hey, we're, we're not going to have a season. Uh, yeah, we're going to play. Too much money, but I, I don't know. I mean, yes, the answer to that is yes and yes, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, you do what you can do. It's not like you know we can say, well, the last time we had um, <laughs> right. a pandemic, you know, this is what we did. 1918, <laughs> none of us was around, and in, it wasn't the same then. So it's like it just does. It's it's nothing like we can point to. It's not injuries. It's not things we can refer refer to. And coaches don't know. What I keep thinking about are things that maybe others don't. Like for example, uh, yeah, I I certainly think about players. And you have ten or fifteen of them that you know test positive. They got to sit. You find out on Thursday they can't play. Well. That could have a tremendous impact depending upon what the games are this week. But I think about this. Thursday, Friday, you find out your coordinator tests positive. Who's calling the, the game on Saturday? And and the likelihood yeah. is he's tested positive. I know what it's like when you're putting together a game plan. That side of the ball is uh, likely the, the second command of calling the play might be done. So, 
I, I God forbid, you know, all right, Brent Venables can't call the plays. Okay, well, he got two other members of his staff who are in quarantine. What do you do? I mean, who's doing it? How many people could be in – how do you deal with that? So you have situations where you have a make, major breakout on a staff or on a team. Is the game suspended? Is the game canceled? Is the game forfeited? Do we're evaluating a team that's played seven games versus nine? How does that look? How does that feel? Ugh. I don't know where we go with this. It, it's, it's. Look, I'm not trying to say, oh boy, it's a mess. Let's forget it. No, no, no. I, let's let's play it. Let's figure it out. But I just don't know how we answer some of those questions. And uh, I had hoped, I guess, wishful thinking that things would be cleared up. I talked with somebody yesterday that. Um, a friend of mine, ironically, actually my best friend, is a professor at LSU, and his brother is an epidemiologist and one of the best. And is, a, and I keep, you know, I sound like I keep saying, second half of 2020's got to be better because, quite frankly, the first half of 2020 sucked. <laughs> Can't for be a lot worse. Of yeah, and it, and and it, and they said, you know what? It can be worse the second half. I'm like, hey, gee, uh, thanks. Bye. You know, because I, I guess they don't, we don't know. We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know. I mean, I, I thought maybe you know, open things up. That might be good. Well, just look what's happening in Florida and Texas. Now, I don't know. I really don't know what this is going to look like and how it's going to look. But uh, other than that, we just got to wait and see. Yeah, look, I'm with you. It's so much uh, knowns versus unknowns is sort of where I put it. LandryFootball.com is the website on Twitter. Also, at LandryFootball, Chris Landry here on a Wednesday. You've obviously been in those coaching circles. You've mentioned that in the past. That's where my concern also lands. I believe Frank Solich, I've brought his name up a couple of times. Uh, He's 75. We know Nick Saban would fall into that high-risk category as well, just in terms of the age factor. And there's plenty of coordinators as well that may not be uh, as commonly known. Those are the the people that, for whatever reason, when, when when those conversations exist about, yeah, but these are just college kids, it's like you forget, that people forget that these coaches are also susceptible to this virus. Yeah, and how about the coach that's young? How about the coach that's 38? That's really healthy, no problems. Yeah. But he's got a son or a daughter that's got diabetes or a wife that's getting over cancer. Sure, like Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, James Franklin's got a daughter with sickle cell. He's going to isolate. I mean, these are, they, they, these things feel like to me, as much as I love college football and want to see it, those seem like unreasonable things for these coaches to have to do. Well, and, you know, those are the decisions that they're going to have to make as a family that are real-life decisions that we tend to forget about. Um, something people may not think about, but officials. Uh, those guys point. that are officiating the game or, you know, they're, they're susceptible. How do they deal with it? I think I think they'll be outfitted with some, um, I don't know, shields or something. I think, I think I know in the NFL they're working like Oakley to make shields to so, – I don't think you can do math now. I mean, those guys running and how, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I cut the grass in a mask because, you know, to keep the grass out of my, my sinus <laughs> right. system. And I'm going to tell you, in, in South Louisiana, uh, cutting the grass in the heat with that mask on, and it's not that, 
man, I'm huffing and puffing because that's just hard to breathe. How do you do that officiating game with a mask that we use when we go into the store, our doctor's office? I don't know if that works, but those are the type of things that we need to think about and we don't think about and we don't know. And I've thought about it a lot. I thought about Matthew Stafford, the quarterback of the Lions. And his wife is getting over cancer. Um, I've mm. had a bout with cancer and a heart issue. I've been told it's probably not a good idea. Who cares about me? Because I'm I'm basically in home and doing doing uh, my work out of my home. But these are people, coaches that they may be perfectly healthy, and the players that coaching may be perfectly healthy. But the people that they have to go home with are big issues. And so, how do you quarantine them for the? Do you put them in the bubble? I mean, that's what Dr. Fauci and all these other guys are saying. We need to put them in the bubble. Which how is what the NBA the NBA is trying to do. That yes. Yes, and you can see that, you know, for a certain part of the season, can you do it? How do you do that in college? Wow. Do you do that in the NFL for the entire year? Um, I, I, I mean, you can do it, but, you know, they're going to have to make decisions. Well, in college, I think a lot of guys are going to want to play. But, you know, and here's the other thing that's going to have to be a lot of peer pressure. Uh, guys, we get it. You're young. We'd love to go clubbing and all that. Just can't do that this year. And and as a team, they're going to have to get, you know, everybody on board to say, guys, we can't go out. But all it takes is the one guy that's the third team, you know, tackle that doesn't play that says, you know, and I'm, I'm, I need to blow off steam. And they go off and all of a sudden you got the whole offensive line room you're, you're, you know, you're done. I mean, so, I mean, you, you can NFL, NFL PA players, you can control it, maybe put them, but can you isolate guys in a dorm room, a housing facility, a hotel room? I mean, or a hotel, can you do that a lot tougher to get your arms around it at a college environment? Because that's a whole College campuses are like small cities. I mean, it's just that's what it is. And different campuses are bigger than others, of course. But good luck. And then, you know, now, now trying to keep them safe. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. They may do all the right things, but if somebody penetrates that bubble in the classroom and, you know, in some other lab environment, you know, you just, in the class, you just, you know, you got issues. So it's going to be a challenge, and I don't know how it's going to be done. I know that there's... I haven't even gotten into the whole fan argument because I think that that's 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 a whole different environment, um, and yet one that's important. We know that if we see football and if we play all the games a lot, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be typical Death Valley. It's not going to be typical, you know. It's it just not, you know. But we can at least play games. And I think at this point, people are hoping that at least we can play games. But I don't know how that's going to look. I really don't. I, I just don't. I wish I had the answer, and I, I, I just don't. And I don't know that we're, you know, it's like every day we get closer. Right. We're going to start to have some answers. 
So we're running out of time to where we can push, we can kick the can down the road. The decisions are coming. I just don't know. I don't know what they are, and I I don't know. Every contingency has been put into place. So it's either plan A, B, C, D, E, all the way through Z, and it's just they're going to go into the cabinet and pick out one of them that's going to fit based upon what the medical people and the logistics are going to allow it to happen. And I don't I don't know which one of those things are going to be in play. I can tell you this, don't count me in one as one that thinks it's okay to play it in the spring. I just I, – I just – I do not – like the idea in fact i would as tough as it is and i understand at least getting it in is better than nothing but count me in as someone that says if we can't do it and we get through you know basically end of january maybe getting in it to early february if we can't complete our college football season by then in some way shape or form uh let's try again next year guys because i just don't think spring i mean it's great for for the Ivy League, it's maybe not even a bad idea for the Ivy League. They got a different environment, but who's going to want to play in the spring? Your pro prospects, that's part of it too. But also, how are you going to finish up? Are you going to finish up in April or early May? What are you going to do? Say, congratulations, here's your trophy. Spring practice starts tomorrow? I mean, you know, that doesn't, you know, you just, you. how do you deal? I think it, it begins to affect next season. So, I, look, I'm. I'm not into that, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I think the college prospects is a, a big conversation if it rolls back, and that was brought up after uh, I brought up the point of potentially not playing a game uh, during the 2020 season. I, I don't think I'm necessarily ahead of the curve on everything, Chris, but I feel like I got a little bit out in front of this by just a couple of days because I'm hearing more and more people now questioning it. When did it sort of switch for you? Do you remember exactly? We just got a couple of minutes left. You know, I don't know that it switched. It's been it's been it's been a swirling of confusion for me. I don't think I have a handle on anything other than what is happening now, and I think the recent outbreaks in states and the reactions to the opening things up has created, uh, uh-oh, what do we do now? So I'm kind of like everybody figuring out how are we going to deal with it? Because I've always said testing positive is just going to be normal. How do we deal with it? And I don't know. I, I just don't know. Um, the herd immunity thing has been brought up. I don't know how applicable that is because some epidemiologists say, hey, wait a minute. We, have, we don't have enough of a study to know that it can't be retransmitted or you can't have long-range effects. How can you have a long-range study with it if there hadn't been none long-range? So I don't know. I, I just, you know, I'm concerned. I'm hopeful. I, like I said, my, my nose is to the grindstone preparing for a season, but I fully am aware that, you know, I may be ready and <laughs> football may not be. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com on Twitter as well, at LandryFootball. Chris, man, looking forward to kicking off the ACC show here uh, soon and can't wait to get back, back up with you next Wednesday. Hey, man, thanks a bunch. Appreciate you. Talk to you next time, buddy. Chris Landry here on the show, The Chase of Southland. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, buddy. All right, there he is, Chris Landry, hanging out with us just a little bit ago here on the show, The Shakes of Southland. And... So many things to to get into, and you know that's why this shows about the factors to a college football season, in which I'm not overly sold on. You hear it there 
from a guy who's not only uh, been in the grind but was on staffs at LSU, was a part of the uh, Cleveland Browns when they had Belichick and Nick Saban. It's just, you know, I I think that point he made at the end about uh, we don't know the long-term consequences because this is something we've only dealt with for a, a little, you know, short period of time. And, and really today, you know, July the 1st, the second half of the year, finally. I don't know that we've ever felt that way about... Maybe I should do it with the old beginning of the show. Finally. Uh, we're in the second half of the year. Uh, Dabo Sweeney would tell you, and I saw some memes out there about this. Uh, there's nothing uh, less important than the score at halftime. Let's hope for a better second half. That's all I can tell you at this point. That windshield mentality... Uh, but we got to make sure we're doing the right things because you got to have a huge July. July has to be a monster month for you to be back on the gridiron. I'll tell you about a school that's making some changes in the SEC in terms of the college football season right after this. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic, sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive, home of the best tire prices in Columbia, guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. Highway Patrol working on a wreck in Lexington County at Pond Branch Road in Platt Springs. I'm Tumbleweed with Columbia's most dependable traffic from the 103.5 FM WVOC Traffic Center. The traffic tip line number 343-1055. This report is sponsored by Think It Up. Hi, I'm Nick Jonas, and I'm here to tell you about Think It Up, a new initiative to activate student-powered teacher-led learning projects. Students and teachers... How can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms today? Join us at thinkitup.org. Hey fam, Jada Pinkett Smith here, bringing your favorite Red Table Talk episodes to podcast. I want to introduce you to two of the most important women in my life. My mom, Gammy. She's really old school. I never wanted you to be in that situation. Like, not date Will at all. And then we have my daughter, Willow. I'm going to be like my ancestors and just do what I need to do. Listen to the Red Table Talk podcast presented by Facebook Watch and Westbrook Audio on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Group training is a fun, accountable way to get in shape. I'm Coach Stewart of Dynamic Health and Fitness. Come train with one of our special groups today. We will focus on giving you the support you need to get in shape. We use the Dynamic Mob featuring intervals of cardio, functional training, and strength training to change your lifestyle to make you healthy. Get started today at any of our locations in Lexington or West Columbia or call 803-408-4060 or online at dynamichealthclub.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. MAD is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. All right. I know this isn't any fun to talk about, but we should. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Where to be found. Batteries? Dead. Great. Emergency supply kits. Not packed. No. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Good enough. Cell phones. May not work. Uh, emergency water? Not a drop. And what about food? Nope. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated, yeah? The library! Aunt Joan's house. The bus stop. Great. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Who's up for mini golf? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. 
It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to Clemson Sports Talk. Join the show now at 978-1832 or text 803-450-0086. I never got good at was playing the drums. Plenty of rhythm. Never could, never could play the drums. Never, never really played an instrument. I'll be honest with you, unless you count the, the turntables, <laughs> the ones and the twos. 803-450-0086. That is your text line. 803-450-0086. So the factors towards or for a college football season. Got an update from iHeartRadio just a few minutes ago, of which you can hear this show. Well, Fox Sports Radio 1400 from 4 until 6 o'clock, then from 6 until 8 o'clock, also on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, you can listen to us on Sports Radio 100.1, The Fan. So if you missed some of it, if you missed Chris Landry, you can go catch it. We podcast it. It's on our website, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We got it everywhere, believe me. But I did get an update uh, from iHeart that Pfizer, and, and I'll get to the story about the SEC in a minute. Pfizer announced that they have seen success in early stages of human trials for a coronavirus vaccine, which included uh, 45 people who are randomly given certain doses of the vaccine and a placebo. Uh, the best thing I saw, though, in this notes was after 28 days, the patients who received the smaller doses and they did get booster shots that were given in smaller doses during the three weeks of treatment had more antibodies to COVID-19 than patients who had previously recovered from the viral infection. Now, problem still, you got to test these trials further. Based on the results, they are going to begin a larger test on 30,000 people this month. If this vaccine proves effective, they could manufacture 100 million doses by the end of 2020 and another 1.2 billion doses by the end of 2021. So positives there from the standpoint of potentially creating a vaccine. I am no doctor on this front. Uh, apparently plenty of my friends on Facebook are. <laughs> why does it say Why does it say you work for the uh, South Carolina Department of Transportation in the uh, graphics department <laughs> if you're a doctor but um from that standpoint some people have told me that you can't really create a vaccine for a coronavirus but i mean it looks like 
Pfizer's at least creating something to give you antibodies. I'm assuming that's what you call a vaccine. I don't know enough about it. This sounds promising to me on that front. What is another thing, though, in terms of the factors of the college football season that doesn't seem promising came to us from Jonathan. He dropped this bomb. Well, not a bomb, but he dropped this knowledge on me uh, over on Twitter where he's watching the show. Mississippi State uh, has already announced some two hours ago that they will cancel tailgating for the college football season. So we're talking about Clemson Tiger fans who I know very well, and I have heard there's going to be now not necessarily not necessarily about Clemson at this point, and don't be surprised if something does come down. Um, but people have talked about, oh, I'll be there, I'll tailgate, you know, I'll still do my thing. Uh, the responsibility side of that, from the university standpoint, is probably going to fall in line with what you see at Mississippi State. Uh, while attendance, this is what the article says, while attendance will likely be limited and tailgating is still up in the air at many, many venues, Wednesday, Mississippi State's Alumni Association announced it was canceling alumni tailgating events for the 2020 season. Here's the announcement. It says, after careful, careful consideration regarding the growing concerns around COVID-19, we've made the difficult decision to cancel football tailgates this fall. This is not a decision we have taken lightly as this is an incredibly important and exciting event that brings MSU alumni and friends together from near and far. However, our primary concern is always the responsibility we feel towards the health and safety of our Bulldog family. We will continue to explore other ways to engage our loyal alumni community and look forward to resuming our annual in-person event programming once it is safe to do so. Until then, stay safe and hail state. Now, one question I had reading through that was, is that a ban completely for the university or just that their alumni group was not going to be putting uh, in some sort, you know, putting together the traditional tailgate that you might see? Nonetheless, uh, this is not, I believe, something that's going to be ununique, if that is even a word, in 2020. I think this is going to be the norm more often than not in college football for 2020. And if you believe, like I do, that the only place that these universities can make up their money is in ad revenue for these games this year, it's not going to be in attendance then what you have to do is, and I don't know how these contracts can be negotiated or fixed or what, but you want people at home. You don't want 100,000 people at a tailgate where 11 people are watching the game on one television. You want those 11 people in their 11 homes collectively watching the television. You want the numbers in the viewership to be huge. So that the ad dollars are better. But right now, Mississippi State's maneuver on July the 1st, for some of you, will seem crazy. But we don't have an infinite amount of time. And you can't run these things up to the brink. 
that's the other factor in the conversations that I've had with you all week as, as much as it pains me. You can't make the decision on whether you're playing college football on September the 1st. Just can't do it. These decisions have to be made in advance. Plans have to change. And that's what we've now bumped up against. If we had opened back up and the numbers had stayed low and we hadn't seen cases on the rise nationally, the conversation today is about college football coming because look at us. We're open and things are great. Instead, things are open and while death rates are not a huge factor in terms of how great they are by comparison to the infections, the growing concern on the death rates begin to incline or increase as more and more people are potentially hospitalized and beds fill up, etc. Stay with us. I Heart Radio, straight from the studio with Jimmy Buffett. There's a song title, Funny How Time Slips Away. <laughs> That's exactly what I feel like. It's a job that I really love doing to get to this point and to do this album. It's been a, a wonderful ride. Listen to Jimmy Buffett's new album, Life on the Flip Side, now on iHeartRadio All Access. At Stanley Martin Homes, your life is our blueprint. For over 53 years, Stanley Martin has been building homes to fit your lifestyle. Visit any of our local models for a self-guided tour or schedule a personal appointment with one of our neighborhood sales managers. Summertime is the best time for moving into your new Stanley Martin home. And now you can design your house with a click of a mouse online at stanleymartin.com. An equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Alicia Kaufman-Quentin. My daddy, Billy Kaufman, opened Kaufman's Meat Plant at our present location in 1955. My family still works hard every day to ensure fresh quality cuts of beef, pork, and poultry. How about a tasty T-bone, ribeye, or New York strip steak? But to order at Kaufman's Meeting Place. Just look for the signs near the intersection of US-1 and I-20 in Lexington. Call us at 356-0076 to place your order. Kaufman's Meeting Place, when you want the very best your money can buy. Another muggy afternoon, temperatures topping off in the 90s, a mix of sun and clouds, and of course, the late day shower. For ABC Columbia, Channel 25, I am Tyler Ryan. This report is sponsored by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Uncle Dan? Mom? Dad? If you store your guns properly, so not just anyone can get to them. I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. Safer when my friends come over. As your neighbor, I'll feel safer. As a school teacher, I'll feel safer. We'll all feel safer. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, Be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. 
This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Want to hit a home run with your smart speaker? Alexa, play Fox Sports Radio 1400 on iHeartRadio. That sounds like a pretty good choice to me. It is the show that shakes the Southland Clips and Sports Talk on a Wednesday afternoon. Gotta tell you, yeah, that little jingle we came in to right there. I, I, some of you are going, that was my jam, Swatty. I don't remember the name of that song, to be honest. But it's amazing because there are songs out there. And, and music, I, I really believe music more than anything takes you back to like a place and a time and where you were. And a song can come on. Like if I hear, if I hear that song, Man Eater. Oh, here she comes. Here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. If I hear that, I I feel like I'm at the uh, J.C. Pool, which I have, you know, in Barnwell, South Carolina, many moons ago. And I, so, so long ago that that place closed down that I, I really don't have memories of it outside of kind of the music that was being played. I know I learned to swim there. But uh, just music takes you to a, a certain place and, and a certain time in your life. Like if the song uh, Push It by salt and Pepper were to come on, it would take me back. I got a poster over here or a painting from the uh, Barnwell Warhorse back-to-back state championship teams in 1987 and 1988. That takes me back to those times and remembering that that song was popular back then. More than anything, I feel like music puts you in a place and time. And uh, it's one of the things. It's one of the reasons I think I really, uh, really appreciate music, and I think it's also another reason that radio is still so popular uh, for so many people. Whether that be the casual listener or the active listener on a show like this, eight zero three four five zero 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 eighty six. You could text the program again. We've been talking today about you know the factors and getting back out on the gridiron, what it's going to take to get back out there. Mississippi State's alumni. Association shutting down tailgating on campus. Does that mean the entire campus is shut down for tailgating this year? Is that something that's coming your way uh, in college football season? I I get the feeling it is going to happen. And some of those things will be shut down just because the states will say, hey, you can't have that many people gathering, uh, the responsibility, et cetera. Uh, I, I I don't like it. 
I can tell you, from that standpoint, uh, it's no fun to think about not being able to go up to Clemson because that's the thing for me and for a lot of you. You know, I don't do we don't do like a, a vacation really, in terms of you know my wife and I aren't going on a cruise. Not that anybody's going on cruises right now, but we don't travel to Europe. Like our you know where our extra money is spent is going to Clemson and to tailgate and to have a good time and see family and friends. I'm also working obviously in my capacity, but my kids go, they have a good time. And so uh, that's going to be something missing from a lot of people uh, this year. Uh, 803-450-0086. That is the text line. If you want to be a part of the program, Uh, HR says, I can remember all three songs and people I never that I ever slow danced with over my 20 years on the prowl. <laughs> there are certain songs that take you back. Like when I was, when I was growing up, remember you'd have a dance, your friends would have a dance. I mean, I'm from a small town and we, we didn't have the mall to go to and hang out with our friends. So you would have like a dance at somebody's house. And I can remember everybody at the house having to call their parents like an hour before it was supposed to end. And the best thing was when, uh, whoever's family was throwing the party would allow the, the party to extend. You call your parents, listen, I know we said it was in at 1030, but they said you could come at 1130 instead. And you're like, yes, the party goes on. The party goes on. Kusa Life chiming into the program says, I think you're right. The Birmingham Barons baseball made the announcement this morning. Uh, Season canceled, so that comes to us from Kusa Light. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. I don't think anybody likes the things that we're having to talk about here on the program. And th- there's been so much more that's come out just it's just since you know we wrote our article this weekend. There's been so much more momentum. The snowball rolling towards not having a college football season uh, is incredibly frustrating, but a reality. That we might be witnessing. Vollswire.com. Dan Harrelson. Writing an article that said. The NCAA Coronavirus Advisory Panel. Football season in February. Quote. Might be one. Modification. Again. This brushes us back into. The timing. Of what it could look like. And what. Would potentially happen. For star players when the NFL draft would be coming up just around the the end of the conclusion of the season. Minnesota State offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Joe Beschner discussed the topic of college football punting the season of February on the Tennessee Two-A-Day show. He said, quote, I have heard people kicking around a season in February or in the winter. It's all fine and good, but you haven't played outdoors in Minnesota in February. <laughs> That's a good point. And that's the other thing, you know, and, and Chris Landry brought this up when we interviewed him earlier. And we'll reset some of Chris's interview for you in hour number two, not all of it, but some of it for you in hour number two. But Chris pointed out, he said, you know, for the, the Ivy League, you know, the, the, moving the season to to the winter slash spring and rolling it around the the calendar might actually give them you know, some more ideal weather conditions, et cetera. And they're not a player in the college football playoff nonetheless. They're not a power broker in terms of the financial side of things. They still make money with their football, just 
You know, they can survive playing it whenever. Jonathan wants to know when I think the big decisions are made. Jonathan, I get the sneaky feeling that part of the reason that when you reach out to a lot of these administrators to come on these shows right now, they're booked up on Zoom meetings uh, is because I think these conversations are being had every day. And I, I think they've obviously, they have to have an end date, you know, that zero hour when they have to make the call. How close can you push it? You heard Chris Landry say earlier, these coaches need a minimum of six weeks to get ready for the college football season. Well, I'll let you pull out your handy-dandy calculator or your calendar and take a peek and see how quickly six weeks from the college football season is. And Put it this way. And I don't use the word ain't often, but I'm going to say it today. There ain't many more shows of the show that shakes the Southland between now and that deadline. Could that be the point six weeks out, four weeks out? It's you got to believe it comes sooner than four weeks out. Stay with us. Hi, this is Kelly Nash. You and I have been radio friends for a number of years, and now it's going to pay off for you with a free gift. We've got a special going on with Zero Res. They will do three rooms of carpet, cleaned better than you've ever had a carpet cleaned in your life, just $119. Now that free gift I mentioned. Just say my name when you're booking and get the hallway done for free. Call 803-262-4020 or ZeroResColumbia.com. Zero Res. Spell it backwards or forwards. It's the right way to clean. Ask about their air duct cleaning special as well. Celebrate freedom at Casey'sFireworks.com. Go online to see pre-packed shows or all new this year. Choose a color-only, noiseless show for pets and special needs. Get 80% off artillery while they last or half-price pre-packs with extra free fireworks inside. See store for details. Casey's Fireworks celebrating 70 years of wow. Only on Rosewood Drive. Open all year for coupons and money-saving shows. Go to Casey'sFireworks.com. Hey, golfers. Have you been to the golf capital of the world yet? Myrtle Beach Golf offers a variety of custom packages featuring nearly 80 courses. Golfers have the option to create the exact experience they're looking for. Plus, Myrtle Beach Golf provides top-notch accommodations with over 15 resorts, all guaranteed to be a hole-in-one. Come join us for a short drive away in Myrtle Beach. For your best golf trip, by par. Book now at MyrtleBeachGolf.com. It's Wednesday, July 1st. What's new today on the free iHeartRadio app? iHeartRadio. Summer's here. Check out our Songs of Summer playlists with the biggest summer hits of 2020 and of all time. Open the app and tap the playlist tab. Real Fun Beach Radio is commercial-free all summer and gives you that toes-in-the-sand beach music vibe 24-7. And discover the new hit podcast, Missing in Alaska. Totally binge-worthy. It's all new and waiting for you today. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. 
probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad A message from Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. I came to Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous overweight and depressed. I was dieting, binging, stealing food, and lying about it for years. For help, call 781-932-6300 or visit foodaddicts.org. I knew I had a weight problem. I didn't know I was addicted to food. The FA program gave me a healthy body. I'm free from obsessing about my weight or food. Call FA 781-932-6300. Or visit us on our website at foodaddicts.org. Sensory sensitivity, repetitious behavior, lack of eye contact. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at foxsportsradio1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And iHeartRadio Station. Clemson Sports Talk. On a Wednesday, I've got my eyeballs to the right watching Governor Henry McMaster talking about uh, COVID-19 and everything going on in our state. And I saw him mentioning, uh, you know, the things that you know, he, he mentioned, high school football, college football. These are the things that are uh, clearly uh, in trouble right now in his, you know, in his mind's eye if we don't get things right. And so – we can focus on our state, right? First and foremost, I, I saw uh, 1,497 new cases. That's down from yesterday's 1,700 uh, new cases. But the problem, and this is what I said yesterday, like even if you eradicated COVID-19 in South Carolina, right, if, if your state, this state, our state, the Palmetto State, could get rid of it tomorrow. College football is a collective thing across the country. It's it's so like the, the problem is here, but it's also everywhere else. Maybe one thing if coronavirus was hitting Hawaii only. You know, and you could play college football without Hawaii for a season. You know, the, the, you know that, that, that wouldn't be such a big factor. You could focus on fixing the issues on, in Hawaii. We're talking about coast to coast here. And that's the, the bigger problem. Zeke listening to the program in Gainesville, Florida, says that there are already a groundswell of people that are leaving town to get ahead of there not being any football because... Uh, how the college football economies are going to be, the college football cities, you know, the small cities and the communities are going to be obliterated uh, by not having that influx of business this fall. And, and here's what I will say from that standpoint uh, to those businesses and those business owners, uh, many of which who, you know, have supported this this show in and of itself, I mean, I, I hope that there is still an avenue that people will be able to purchase and spend and, and be a part of those communities without being 
directly in those communities because you love those communities. So I would encourage, you know, our listenership, et cetera, if if you're a, a Clemson Tiger fan, just because you can't go up to the Tiger Sports Shop in Clemson, but you still want to support them, you could still get your merchandise, et cetera, online. So, you know, I, you don't have to change where you shop or who you support in 2020 uh, because of COVID-19. That's something you you have to remember. Now, look, you might not be able to go into the local bar there and grab a, a drink or 20 before, uh, you know, before the weekend kicks off with your buddies. But you do still have the ability to support those businesses. So don't let that falter away. We could still support small business uh, even in this scenario. Sadly, there will be some restaurants, et cetera, that will be shut down because of the things that are going on. And, and that's, that's exceedingly more difficult. And Zeke's, to Zeke's point, uh, that may be where we are headed. Uh, Kusa Life also wants to know, is it possible that some colleges go bankrupt due to a possibility of the canceled season? I don't know enough about what the budgets would look like at all of these schools. I I think that you know some of some of the larger universities probably have a pretty good grasp on where they are financially. Uh what what I would try to do and see I'm not a I'm not a banking guy. Like I'm not like a bit uh, you know what I'm saying like my brain is not heavily invested in that type of thought process. And so somebody, if you look, if you are that person, you hit me up and let me know if you're like a mortgage guy and you understand how this would collapse things or a loan officer and you understand how this would collapse things, hit me up on Twitter, 803-450-0086. What I, I don't understand is if, if we believed that this coronavirus deal would be cleared up by next year, why couldn't or how couldn't the school still pay some some portion of the loans they owe for whatever they owe, but then back-end another year payment? And even if that other year payment is additional, in addition to what they can pay now, so in 30 years or whatever. And I, I thought about this from the get-go when we started talking about how we were going to you know, help out Americans get through this time. You know, and if you have a mortgage, my, my brain was going, well, I have a mortgage. If they told me, hey, Swanee, you don't have to pay your mortgage for three months. Okay, I can do that math. You put it on the back end of my life, you know, the back end of my mortgage. How would that affect the banking system? I don't know. But, you know, when you start to try to think about these things, it's such a huge conceptual, you know, it's, it's, it's astronomical what all you're dealing with, in, at least in my brain. Maybe this is where I'm like, well, okay, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm just an old dumb sports talk show host. But I try to think through those things and I can't, I can't, I don't know what happens to the bank. Would there be money there? Would that crash the system? I I don't know. You know, I need an economist to come on and give me the, the scoop on that. But I would, I would like to believe that most businesses in, in college communities where they have that influx of people make such a run on money every year that they've got enough in the coffers. I'd like to believe the university because they've got so much coming in that they've got money in the coffers. I'd like to believe that the majority 
of these universities will survive this. I think coaches and their salaries may not. And I could argue, and I would say more often than not, that that's probably a positive thing if coaches' salaries dropped, given how astronomical they have gotten. I mean, that, you know, coaches don't want to hear that. But when you got public, um, you know, people who serve the public out there barely getting by, whether that's teachers or police officers or firemen, and you got coaches making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, maybe maybe that's not a, all that bad if that has to be reevaluated a little bit. Hour number two, we'll hear a little bit more from Chris Landry on the show that shakes the Southland right around the bend. And I'll try to give you another update uh, if I see some news from Governor Henry McMaster as he's still on the television right after this. Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanee. Hour number two. That's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan, hanging out with you on a Wednesday. Trash day. <laughs> Had to take a peek outside. I love the home studio. I hope you like it too. And thank you to everybody who's participated with us today. Uh, so much left to get into. Madden 2021. Uh, in terms of that video game, uh, has announced the franchise mode teams. It'll be uh, a part of that. We'll get into that. You've got uh, Clemson still potentially being challenged this year in the ACC. Who are those teams that uh, could push them? And more and more conversations about how the coronavirus could affect college football uh, heading into this year. You know, I'm just thankful, honestly, that I had a month, essentially, of this show in, in June where we didn't really hardly talk about coronavirus because, one, we, we still had a big window. We didn't really have to. And we had made the assessment that we'd be playing college football, so we rolled with it. Uh, but then by the time you got to the end of June and you see what's happening, it's like, uh-oh. Even if you, even if, okay, so here's the thing. Let me say this, because there are some people that are still going, oh, Swanee, stop. You're, you're, just, you're, you're, you're just falling into the naysaying crowd. Let's assume I'm the most optimistic guy you know. Just assume that I'm the most optimistic guy you know. I see what's happening everywhere else, and I go, whether or not I'm as optimistic as I want to be on this, they are shutting stuff down. Things are being shut down. Why would college football, why would that be, uh, you know, I don't know if the terminology that would be correct here would be interdependent of, of everything else. And especially the fact that these aren't professional athletes. You know, Chris Landry joined us in hour number one. 
And he brought that fact up. And it's part of the reason I've been saying you might see the NBA. Boy, I'll tell you the cost on that in a minute with their bubble they're trying to live in. You might see the Major League. You know, Major League Baseball maybe has the best chance of anything because of the least amount of contact that they have in that sport. And the close proximity that you don't... You, you can almost play baseball socially distanced. I mean, there's, there's certainly the pitcher who licks his fingers and that's on the ball and that ball goes out to the outfield and the outfielder scoops it up and then if that outfielder licks his, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got some transmission in that respect. But baseball is a sport where close contact, you, you can almost social distance that thing. I mean, honestly, dude, if a man gets on first base and you're the first baseman, you can pull your mask out if you need to. Just wear a mask while you're over here while I meet by me, buddy. <laughs> so... From that standpoint, professional athletes, you know, they're being paid a significant amount. I'm not saying that there should be money that that enough money that would make your life uh, less important, because that's not the case either. But when they roll out there, they know the checks are coming in. These college athletes don't know what their future holds. From that standpoint, but we we had Chris Landry on the show earlier. And I'll play a little bit of that interview for you here uh, in hour number two because you know Chris is a guy that was the recruiting coordinator at LSU, uh, worked with the Browns, with Bill Belichick and, and, and Nick Saban, and knows these guys and is around these guys and has a different view of things. That's why I love having him on on Wednesdays. Here's our interview with Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Here's a portion of it for you in hour number two. Hanging out with us here on a Wednesday as he has throughout the summer. Chris Landry joins us, LandryFootball.com. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Lawton, it's, it, it's all you, man. We're just, uh, well, we're hoping for some good football. We are, by the way, just so excited to be having you aboard with we're, what we're doing. And um, I don't know if you've had a chance, but I, I'm, I'm going to tell folks. I hope I'm not breaking news here. But uh, we're just so, so thrilled and honored and privileged to have you part of uh, doing uh, some ACC talk on an ACC show that we're going to be starting, I think, uh, I think mid, uh, mid-July, July 19th. So uh, just uh, welcome aboard and uh, just so happy. It's just going to be a tremendous addition. But, yeah, just uh, hoping that we've got some exciting football to talk about. Yeah, look, I'm with you 100%. Can't wait to be a part of it and get a chance to talk about the Atlantic Coast Conference. I've kind of done some shows like that in the past, and getting a chance to saddle up on it with you guys is going to be a lot of fun and, and looking forward to it. But, Chris, I you know I was on with Paul Feinbaum a couple of days ago and had a chance to be on a few other radio stations talking about uh, my take over the weekend, looking at the COVID-19 numbers from coast to coast, looking at what I've seen at Clemson. I've got major concerns about the start of the college football campaign. I thought by July the the tenor of these conversations would be much different. You've been uh, in those rooms before working it during your time at LSU I mean, what, in your opinion, you know, being an expert in this field to a degree, what is the timeline? Like, when is there no turning back and college football's just got to be moved? Well, I think from a coaching standpoint, you, you know, really need a good six weeks to, to get ready. But, you know, in this era of we need to get a season in for financial reasons, they're going to have to adjust to whatever they need to adjust to. Um, so, I do think that we're kind of at that point. It's no longer 
March now where we can say, well, we right. hope maybe this stuff will be going to, you know, we're, we're now, I uh, can't believe it's July 1st. I, I, you know, just unbelievable. The calendar says it. So we're kind of at that point now where um, if we start to, what, what I'm being told is, you know, backing it up a couple of weeks is doable, but from a coaching standpoint, it's complex. Everybody's going to have to deal with it. It's going to be tougher for new coaching staff, new schemes, a lot of different personnel, common sense. You don't have a spring to put all that together. You got to crunch that in. Um, I still think, you know, getting it in is the priority. It won't look, feel, sound the same, but I think getting there is what people want to do. And I don't have the answer, honestly. I, I, I don't know, and as I tell people, I'm not a political person, and I don't understand the science and the health part of it, meaning I understand what I'm being told like everybody else, and yet there's a lot of differing views on how you do it, um, how it's going to look, how, how you keep people healthy, how you avoid the problem, how you deal with it once they're there, and I'm more confused after hearing it because I think everybody's got their own game plan. I've said for a while, I think, not saying it's a good chance, but I think there's a better chance at the NFL with how they're organized and the 32 teams. I could see a scenario where you could quarantine teams, and obviously let players decide whether it works for them or not. But college is so much more complex on campuses. What's the different states and counties are going to uh, allow for? How many people are on campus? Keeping college kids in an environment together and away from, um, you know, the SO club or anywhere else around the country. I mean, I, I don't know where right. you – I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you deal with it. What I've tried to focus on is, look, I'm getting ready for a season, breaking down the personnel of the teams, but I have no idea – if it's going to be played, when it's going to be played, what the effect is. I, I, I just keep think, thinking about different things that maybe others don't. Well, I think You're it is going for, to be yeah. – yeah, I think when we look back on it, Chris, it's going to be considered the most unique time uh, in our lives in terms of you know just trying to cover college sports. Maybe not even covering it, but just trying to from that standpoint. I don't think there's any doubt about it because how do you really know? And, and everybody, hey, we're, we're not going to have a season. Uh, yeah, we're going to too much money. But I, I don't know. I mean, yes, the answer to that is yes and yes. But I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, you do what you can do. It's not like you know we can say, well, the last time we had um, <laughs> right. a pandemic, you know, this is what we did. Nineteen eighteen, <laughs> none of us was around, and then it wasn't the same then. So it's like it's just does it's it's nothing like we can point to. It's not injuries. It's not things we can refer refer to. And coaches don't know what I keep thinking about are things that maybe others don't. Like for example, uh, yeah, I I certainly think about players. And you have ten or fifteen of them that you know test positive. They got to sit. You find out on Thursday they can't play. Well. That could have a tremendous impact depending upon what the games are this week. But I think about this. Thursday, Friday, you find out your coordinator test positive. Who's calling the, the game on Saturday? And and the likelihood is yeah. he's tested positive. I know what it's like when you're putting together a game plan. That side of the ball is 
uh, likely the, the second command of call in the play might be done. So I, I, God forbid, you know, all right, Brent Venables can't call the plays. Okay, well, he got two other members of his staff who are in quarantine. What do you do? I mean, who's doing it? How many people could be in – how do you deal with that? So you have situations where you have a make, major breakout on a staff or on a team. Is the game suspended? Is the game canceled? Is the game forfeited? Do we're evaluating a team that's played seven games versus nine? How does that look? How does that feel? Ugh. I don't know where we go with this. It, it's, it's. Look, I'm not trying to say, oh boy, it's a mess. Let's forget it. No, no, no. I, let's let's play it. Let's figure it out. But I just don't know how we answer some of those questions. And uh, I had hoped, I guess, wishful thinking that things would be cleared up. I talked with somebody yesterday that um, a, a friend of mine, ironically, actually my best friend is a professor at LSU and his brother is an epidemiologist and one of the best. And is, and I keep, you know, I sound like I keep saying second half of 2020 has got to be better because quite frankly, the first half of 2020 sucked. <laughs> Can't be worse. Yeah. And, it, and, and, it, and they said, you know what? It can be worse the second half. I'm like, gee, uh, thanks. Bye. You know, because I, I guess they don't, we don't know. We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know. I mean, I, I thought maybe you know, open things up. That might be good. Well, just look what's happening in Florida and Texas. Now, I don't know. I really don't know what this is going to look like and how it's going to look. But uh, other than that, we just got to wait and see. Yeah, look, I'm with you. It's so much uh, knowns versus unknowns. I'll cut it off right there. Chris Landry uh, with us earlier today in the show. The full portion of that interview uh, will be in the podcast as well, or you can catch it over on Facebook. Uh, you can catch the rebroadcast on Twitter or on YouTube. Um, yeah, so one thing we talked about earlier, people were asking me about the timeline and, and what that might look like, and I saw some great points that were being made uh, on this front, you could text us as well, 803-450-0086, never text while you're driving. Uh, but, you know, part of the thought process behind it, this came to us from John in Archdale, North Carolina. He said, Swanee, I, I think they're going to keep working to play, keep working out, make up practice, fall camp, and be ready to pull the plug on the season as late as the morning before a game. He said that there will be, you know, that will be the case until the season is over or called off, kind of like the ACC basketball tournament, play until we say stop. From the standpoint of the student-athlete, the coaches, that theoretically might work. Where I don't think it works is... For the individuals that would have to work the game. Now, obviously, concessions and concession stands would not be an issue if you didn't have a ton of fans. Even maybe the amount of security you have to have might not be a big deal if you don't have a ton of fans. But there is a lot more that just that, that goes into a football game than just the football players. And I can't imagine that the networks would want to run out 
television, you know, the trucks to these places in advance of a game being canceled the next day. Like they, there's got to be some assurity across the board that hey, we're playing. Because if you if you don't have that, the, the, the you know at that point it's just a nightmare for everybody that's involved in this thing. And and then I think too going back to Chris's point about coaches, you know, if we're talking about ten day isolation periods, fourteen day isolation periods, I mean, it, theoretically you could have a coach that gets. You know, has COVID nineteen diagnosed on a Saturday of a game. You know, rolling into the game, Brent Venables turns up positive. So now, based on a fourteen day quarantine, he can't coach that game, the following game, or potentially even the next game, and especially on. That Saturday, there, there, there probably have to be contingency plans anyway. I mean, there's no, there's no rule out there. I mean, we saw Jerry Kill, the former Minnesota head coach, literally have seizures on the sidelines and be taken off. So there must be plans in place. Like you must have a backup plan because you never know. Brent Venables could be standing on the sidelines and a player could come. You know, flying out of nowhere and wipe him out. He could be concussed and and have to go back to the locker room to not return. So there there's there must be a backup plan in place already that you and I probably aren't privy to at this point. But to try to line these things up that close to the start date, it gets increasingly more difficult. And whether that's a two-week window that they have to have, or a five-day window, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I can't tell you. But to try to make it all fit and work at this point is another whole side of this nightmare that we're dealing with. In addition to the virus, there are the things that we have to do from the production standpoint of these games that sitting on our couch and watching it seems like, oh yeah, that's great. I'm glad they could keep us updated on this stuff to the reality of the numbers of people involved in that and the travel that goes along in that and putting people up in hotels. And there's some conversations out there I already saw today and I may have to dig these up, but uh, the NFL thinking about travel plans for the 2020 season and what that could look like because they don't have that bubble. That you know, it, it, they can't go to one venue the way that the NBA is trying to do this shortened season. But from the standpoint of travel, the NFL is thinking about the teams will fly in the day of the game, play the game, and fly home. They don't want these guys staying in hotels. They want them getting off the plane, on the field, on the plane, and home. No hotels. 
I mean, just a, and, and look, they're professional athletes. That might be the mo- the modern day, or at least the 2020 grind to give you a professional football. But I brought up the NBA just a few minutes ago, and what they're dealing with uh, in terms of trying to finish up their season. From some players choosing not to play to uh, some some names coming back into the league like J.R. Smith. Hello, J.R. Joining the Los Angeles Lakers. The former LeBron James sidekick is back kicking sides with LeBron James. But thinking about what this is going to cost the NBA to pull off their operations at the Walt Disney World Resort, I guess. It's a big number. But fans want sports more than anything. When we get back here on the show that shakes the Southland, I'll give you an update on what it's going to cost for the National Basketball Association to play ball. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic, sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive, home of the best tire prices in Columbia, guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. Collision 26 westbound at the 115 mile marker. All lanes are blocked. 26 eastbound at the 115 mile marker. The two left-hand lanes are blocked. Major collision 26 east and west at the 115 mile marker. Also a wreck at Augusta Road and Leslie Drive. I'm Tumbleweed in the 103.5 FM WVOC Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. Tiger fans, look no further than the Tiger Sports Shop in Clemson for all your game day needs. Since 1974, they brought you everything Clemson for the Clemson fan. With quality brands such as Nike, Antigua, Cutter and & Buck, and Champion, plus many more. From hats to t-shirts to tailgate, the Tiger Sports Shop has all the Clemson gear a true Tiger fan needs. With two convenient game day locations in Tigertown, shop where I shop at Dr. I.M. Ibrahim's Tiger Sports Shop. They fuel the passion of Tiger fans everywhere. Check them out online, tigersports.com. In this world, time equals money. Who has time to spend driving around looking for cheap gas? Enter Gas Buddy. Gas Buddy is a mobile app that helps you save on gas. Gas Buddy users save up to 25 cents per gallon no matter where they fill up in the U.S. Download the Gas Buddy app from the App Store, Google Play, or GasBuddy.com. Gas Buddy has already been downloaded more than 90 million times by budget minded drivers. Join the revolution today. Gas Buddy. Fuel better. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America in your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. 
There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Major key alert. Don't ever play yourself. Life is like school. You will be tested, so pass it. Learn the real major keys to getting to college at GetSchooled.com. Stay focused. Now that's a major key alert. Brought to you by Get Schooled and the Ad Council. Looking for South Carolina's favorite country? You'll find it at 97.5 WCOS. Clemson Sports Talk on a Wednesday. The show that shakes the Southland. Your website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. I hate typing. ClemsonRadio.com will get you there as well. Thank you for hanging out on Twitter at Clemson Sports. All right, so the NBA is pulling off quite a feat, notwithstanding the elimination of some teams who weren't in playoff contention, uh, some players who have decided that they're still not going to play. But according to sources, the bubble that the NBA is going to be playing in at the uh, Walt Disney World Resort for their three-month competition, the operating expenses will be about $150 million. So this is a three-month venture, roughly $50 million a month to pull this off. The league is going to be housing 22 teams plus support staff at three different Walt Disney World resorts. They've arranged for seven practice courts and playing games at three different arenas during the quarantine. They will also be providing meals, daily coronavirus testing, and other medical support, security, transportation, and entertainment for the more than 1,500 people during the height of the event. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver saying it comes into play that we feel an obligation to our sport and to the industry to find a new normal. It doesn't come into play in terms of dollars and cents because, frankly, it's not all that economical for us to play on this campus. It's enormously expensive. Not included in this expense is the loss of revenue because teams won't be selling tickets. The league is projected to lose more than $1 billion in revenue because of the coronavirus. However, by playing 88 regular season games and four rounds of a playoffs, the league is sheltering itself from more extended losses. The players will retain more than $600 million in salaries that could have been lost if the season was canceled and the NBA teams project hundreds of millions of potential loss of television revenue. From that standpoint, folks, that is the most ideal circumstance that they can create. 
players away from their families, pulling it all off, costing them $150 million, saving from potentially being shut down completely this year. Colleges, too, in a lot of respects, especially smaller towns like Clemson, could pull this off. But they'd have to do it without students on campus. They'd have to do it with only athletes on campus. And one could argue that universities might actually be able to do this better than the NBA because of the distance between the student-athletes on a regular basis and simply keeping them isolated on campus, creating an environment where the food services that are rendered to them are solely done through you know one avenue. Forget Trevor Lawrence going to Bilo because he wants a hot pocket for dinner tonight. Everything would be provided. Like you could figure it out. It'd cost you a fortune. The problem is then if students aren't on campus, why am I going to take a course at Clemson that I can take at whatever technical university online if I got to be online anyway? <laughs> so therein lies the rub for the universities. Oh, it's great. We're going to have college football, and we can make some money there, but if we don't have students enrolled on campus, why are they paying us? I mean, this is a conundrum. This is an enigma wrapped in a riddle from the financial side because colleges were not founded to be Football factories. That was a byproduct of the on-campus experience for athletic students. But then it became a big business. And the two were squarely intertwined in 2020. And so from that standpoint, it is a terrible situation to be in because the university cannot function without students on campus. And in the midst of an epidemic with a contagious virus, bringing students on campus destroys the football side of things. Keeping them apart destroys the academic side of things. You Trust me, you don't want to be Jim Clements today. You don't want to be Dan Radakovich right now. Because the financial side of both of these two, you know, we talked about health and economics. At Clemson, it is the economics of the athletic department and the economics of the university. And they're not necessarily one and the same, but the impact of one or the other on, on the opposite side is tremendous. They affect one another. It's not an ideal circumstance at all. There is no great answer. 
and they are running out of time. They do not have an infinite amount of time. 803-450-0086, And look at what it costs the NBA to pull off what they are pulling off to just give you three months of basketball. $150 million to pull it off. I, I, I don't have the answers, folks. But I, I can tell you this. The movers and the shakers are going to have to move and shake some decisions sooner than you would like them to. Because I don't think you could just run this thing up against the wall and then pull the plug on it. I think you're going to have to have decisions made so that you can start working on contingency plans before it's too late as well. A mix of clouds and sun this afternoon. Temperatures slightly cooler, still in the 90s, though, and a few afternoon showers will round out our Wednesday. For ABC Columbia, Channel 25, I'm Tyler Ryan. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up, just like that. Giving up on what? I'm getting an inheritance from a distant relative. Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me, we are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler, using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right, which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you, you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors, people of every age and ethnicity, because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I'd like kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Tomorrow? <laughs> Let's check with Mom. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. 
Just make sure you have everything. Yep. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? 233 North Maple, please. It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking. Plus, much more. It's all right in your naturehood. Best day ever. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. More than 8,000 children in South Carolina need a caring adult to serve as their voice in family court. The time guardian ad litem volunteers spend investing in these children can change their lives forever. To volunteer, you must be 21 years old, able to pass a background check, and passionate about serving children. Become a guardian ad litem volunteer today and make a difference for tomorrow. For more information on how you can help, visit scgal.org. That's scgal.org. Whether you're hitting the lake or heading to the pool. We have a pool and a pond. A pond would be good for you. Take us along and happy fourth from Fox Sports Radio 1400. Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan. The website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Oh, I saw a great discussion today. Uh, we brought up Cam Newton and the New England Patriots uh, earlier this week. Uh, one of the things I, I didn't venture into is the fact that you know Cam Newton is a guy who, uh, while I did say when he's challenged or when he feels dismissed, he's, he's prone to rise up. You know, he's prone to feel a certain way, maybe even play a certain way. Well, get this. <laughs> this is great. Think about Bill Belichick for just a few minutes. His demeanor, how he handles himself. Uh, he's, 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 not, he's not somebody that's like overly reactive and celebrating. He doesn't like that kind of stuff. He doesn't typically allow that kind of thing to go on. Cam Newton's a guy, he picks up a first down, he'll dab on you. He'll let you know what happened. And Cam Newton is Cam Newton is uh, like Ric Flair. Woo! I mean, he's going to let you know what, what just happened. He's, he's going to let you know. Uh, Bill Belichick is, I guess... Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. I, I you know, I'll stay with the I'll stay with the, the the four horsemen. He's more like James J. Dillon. He's more just laid back, just not gonna not gonna get too emotional. Might say a couple of things, but that's gonna really be it. Not gonna be too much. And they just had Tom Brady, who was kind of that same guy. Now Tom Brady, I think a little bit like Trevor Lawrence. Like Trevor Lawrence is a guy that has been so good for so long that he doesn't have to ramp his game up necessarily to play well. But when you do get in his grill, or if you if you pick off Trevor Lawrence, or if you get an interception on Lawrence and you return it, and you start chirping to him, he's the kind of guy that on the next possession, if he's got a chance to beat you one-on-one with a deep ball over the top, 
or a little slant. When that happens, he's going to find you and remind you. You know, Amari Rodgers can be sprinting to the end zone, and Lawrence is looking for that dude that was talking trash when he made the pick to let him know, I got you. That's a little bit about what you got from a Tom Brady. Cam Newton's completely different. Cam Newton, he doesn't care if you just came off the bench and you picked up the first down on you. Dab. Spin the football. Let him know a little first down. How is that going to be handled? How is that going to go across or come across or be accepted in New England? Because there are two two sides of this. I saw two radio guys arguing about it. You know, the one guy's like, look, that, that can't happen. If Tom Brady couldn't do it, if Gronk couldn't do it, we're going we're gonna to let Cam Newton come up here. And do it. He's, going, he's going all Boston on you. You going to let him come up here and, and, and do that stuff? Not an IPOC. That's not happening. <laughs> so it's like, it's this great conundrum of this flashy, Woo, sort of villainous guy in some respects, like the nature boy, Ric Flair. Some people, lo- some people love to hate him. It's just kind of the way it is with Cam Newton. It's a lot of flash versus just a, a grumpy, a grumpy old guy coaching the team. who doesn't like that kind of stuff. How does this, how does this relationship work out? It'll be a, a unique uh, question to see take place Uh, another aspect of cam to the new england patriots 803-450-0086-803-450-0086 i did see this as well during the break Uh, our buddy matt dowell over at watch fox 57 because i saw i saw that uh Governor McMaster was talking about, you know, sporting events. And and so I I retweeted this uh, just a few minutes ago. But one thing that he said was that if we keep going this way, we will not be able to have college and high school football. He's like, we won't be able to go to concerts. He says the fall will won't be like every fall at this rate and urges everyone to follow the health guidelines. But one of the other things too, that uh, somebody brought up, I thought it was Matt. Let me see if Matt's got this in his Twitter feed. Uh, was the fact that McMaster said that spectator sports aren't allowed under the current executive order. And that anybody that does hold a sporting event, uh, you know, with, I guess, fans in the stands uh, is subject to, I guess, some consequences. Fines, I'm assuming, is what he means by that. But one question I have is, when you say spectator sports aren't allowed, does that count if there aren't spectators? So, theoretically, I know we talked about digital tickets yesterday. I know we talked about all this stuff with you. But theoretically, spectator sports are those sports where people are in attendance. Like, is football a spectator sport if nobody's there? Is that? I mean, is this sort of the if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Is it a spectator sport if nobody's there? Or does the definition of spectator sport extend to 
a sport like football, no matter what. People spectating on TV, that's a spectator sport. I don't, I don't have the answer. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know the answer. But if indeed that is the case and you hear those comments, it certainly raises the, the question of whether or not you believe football's in peril or not. But perhaps right now under the current the current um I don't know if you want to call it guidelines or the current whatever you call the, the things that the government has over the top of us. What did what let me see if I can get the terminology real quick. The executive order that we're currently under would football not be allowed at all anyway right now in South Carolina? I don't, I don't have the honest answer. I don't know how, what defines a spectator sport. But if it is a sport like football, if that counts with nobody in attendance, then right now we wouldn't have football anyway. The Ron Burgundy Podcast is your chance to listen to the most distinguished newscaster of all time. Try to fit the facts of the day into his head. When did this happen? You will listen to him laugh. (laughs) You will listen to him cry. You will listen to him do this. We either have to get out of here or we have to eat someone. All three seasons of the Ron Burgundy Podcast are available to binge now. Find the Ron Burgundy Podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Kevin Hunter with Simplified Office Systems. We're here to help you with your home office. Whether you need a large multifunction device or something simple to sit on your desk, we can help with that. We offer products and strategies from HP. We also, with every product, give you remote support, troubleshooting, setup support, whatever you need, we are here to help. We can even put a Clemson logo on that new copy. Contact us by visiting mysimplifiedoffice.com or call us at 888-914-7476. Stay safe, stay strong. Celebrate freedom at caseysfireworks.com. Go online to see pre-packed shows or all new this year, choose a color-only noiseless show for pets and special needs. Get 80% off artillery while they last or half price pre Packs with extra free fireworks inside. See store for details. Casey's Fireworks celebrating 70 years of wow. Only on Rosewood Drive. Open all year for coupons and money saving shows. Go to caseysfireworks.com. Guys, are you tired of being tired? Frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark. I had fantastic results with the Andro 400 Max. Probably lost 35 pounds. And more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist. And the increased energy is, is fantastic. I'll be totally honest. I tried a different product and I wasn't happy with the different product. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brand, and I can really feel the difference. Andro 400 Max, the extra strength, all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888 400 
888-400-0435. The cost of living keeps going up. You need to save money. You need Gas Buddy. Gas Buddy saves you up to 25 cents on every gallon of gas purchased. Download the app or visit gasbuddy.com and start saving. Gas Buddy. Fuel better. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve. Not on my watch, they say, as they leave their families behind to keep the rest of ours safe. As they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve, the therapists they need to walk again, the treatment they need to talk again, the lifetime of day-to-day help they need to live full and independent lives. When there's no more government funding, or a nursing home seems like the only option, or everyone says there's no hope for recovery, we won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at foxsportsradio1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. An iHeartRadio station. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson. The answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win. Segment on a Wednesday, Lawton Swan, the show that shakes the Southland. Some notes I should give you um, today from the governor's conversation. Today, uh, they actually, while the, the number of positive cases uh, was 1,497, uh, the single day high in deaths in our state took place today with 24 new deaths from COVID 19. And we also currently have the highest number of reported hospitalizations uh, since the pandemic began. So that's where we are July the 1st, first day in the second half uh, of the calendar year here in the state of South Carolina. It's hard to believe we're in July. I mean, honestly, that's the thing that, that I've really taken away from this is even in the midst of just unparalleled lack of social interactions for a lot of people the year is flying by i mean i just can't i i can't even think about how long ago march was 
And, and, you know, I was talking to my buddy yesterday about this. And, again, we've been talking about the factors of getting back to college football or, you know, whether all are in play. I mean, we're talking about students on campus. We talked about tailgating. I mean, those are, those are aspects of this whole ordeal that, I mean, probably aren't going to take place this year, to a, to especially uh, to the degree that we're accustomed to. Businesses, the effects of that um, locally nationally across the board i mean it's a huge huge issue still and i i don't know if we had a false sense of security or if we just didn't pay enough attention to what the guidelines were to open back up but um the reason i projected no college football this fall over the weekend we've just taken we've gone backwards we've gone backwards we're so much further behind where we were even with what we might classify as very low death rates per person, you know, per capita uh, for this virus in terms of the percentage of the people who, you know, have it or have gotten it, et cetera. It, the, the uncertainty of this virus and the long-term ramifications continue to hold us uh, hostage. And whether or not I said earlier, you know, if you thought me to be the most positive person possible i just i just have to look at everything else going on in the world and the things shutting down or at least in america and go what would make football college football be different outside of you telling me well because it's college football it's college football swanee it's garth brooks we can't shut down a garth brooks concert i don't know if they have or haven't i'm just saying i mean like the only qualifier that we have is well but but you can't swanee it's college football like that's your qualifying statement. You just can't because it's college football. <laughs> no, they can. And you might not have a choice. And I might not have a choice. And I don't have to like it. And again, I don't know if we, at this point, honest to goodness, folks, I can't promise you that we got enough time to fix it by September. That ought to scare you. If the numbers don't, you're not worried about the numbers, fine. What ought to scare you is, I don't think we got time to fix it by September. It's a frustrating place to be. Because collectively, we have not done enough. And it's it's Disappointing. Disappointing. And you're beginning to hear it from more and more people. And the recognition of what's happening to college football in our midst is also beginning to be recognized by more and more people. And if you are, you know, someone that has followed this sport your entire life like I have and like so many of you have. I mean, we've seen Major League Baseball strikes and shortened NBA seasons and NFL. I don't recall ever having to think about college football not taking place. This shouldn't be something that we have to talk about. But it's become the biggest headline, perhaps, 
in the history of the sport. And while we can point to the rosters and the forthcoming games and interview the insiders at these other schools, the reality is the biggest news in college football and college sports is that there might not be that sport this fall. I don't like it. You don't like it. The factors to get to a season, what's it going to take? When is it, when, you know, when is the you know, when is the point of no return in order to kick off the season? That is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Sooner than you would like, believe me. Incredibly two hours in the books. Thank you to Chris Landry for being a part of the program. Again, make sure you share this post if you're watching it on Facebook. Don't forget about our giveaway we've got going on over there on Facebook as well. Until tomorrow, as always, y'all take care now and go Tigers! Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400.